0: a real soft spot for josh bailey Uh, i i come to his defense probably more often than i should just know that we
1: both have a soft spot slash do love josh bailey so that's kind of a deal with the situation
0: recapping the week in islanders hockey and breaking down your favorite islanders players this is the dump and chase podcast and welcome back to the Dump and Chase podcast. I'm Shane Blackburn alongside Reagan King. Yes, this is the second time I'm recording this intro because I called him Regan the first time. Even after putting it out on Twitter asking everybody how to say his name, I said it wrong in the intro of the second episode of the 2016-17 season, uh, but coming off of two Islanders wins back-to-back, getting them at 500? Above 500? At 500 getting them at 500 uh, for the first time this season since they were O and o. A, uh Two quality wins, um, both at home, both against Western Conference opponents. Uh, Reagan, let's start with you. What did you like so to see from the Islanders these two games?
1: Two games more so surprising was the explosiveness of the defense all of a sudden coming in and, and really jumping into the plays and scoring. I believe it was five of the nine goals scored in the last two games. So, Great to see them. And then Bolivia has continued to play really, really well. And Josh Bailey as well. So it looks like the team's finally starting to click a bit. So that's definitely a nice nice surprise over the last two games. And it looks to be quicker than we were kind of anticipating after those first few games. So yeah, it looks like we're starting to get in a, in a groove a bit. And they're, they're just playing much better hockey than, than these last few games.
0: Now, I did not get to see the entirety of the Minnesota wild game. I listened to the beginning of it and I was able to watch the end of it. Uh, So obviously a good ending. I got to see the third period goals and I got to listen to. So essentially I got in my car and I flipped on the game on the radio for the Minnesota game. And I heard the first Zach Parise goal. And I was like, are you kidding me? And then like, three minutes later I heard the Tavares goal and then like 30 seconds later the DeHaan goal and then like two minutes later the Boychuk goal and I was just like I'm okay with this drive home right now. This isn't that bad. So
1: you got to hear Kinger just go lose his mind for about four goals.
0: He absolutely lost his mind and I loved every second of it.
1: And I'll do a quick side note which I absolutely love Kinger to death. Not because we have the same last name but his enthusiasm on every single goal he He's like a child, and I mean that in the in the best way possible. And just that he's got this this just like this perfect delivery, and just he's so excited on every single goal, and it, you can tell he's just having so much fun up there. But yeah, he he's great, and I actually wish I listened to him more than I do.
0: He's he's definitely a fan. You could hear it in his voice. He gets so excited when the Islanders score, and I love that aspect of it because I feel like he's just as excited as I am when the team scores. Uh. Obviously, I got to hear him extremely excited with the Islanders defense doing work against the Minnesota Wild. But back to the Arizona game. I was actually at this game. This game was very interesting. Um, obviously, the Islanders jump out to the 2 nothing lead, Seidenberg and Strom. Um, Anthony Beauvillier with the assist on Strom's goal. Boychuk getting on the board there, too. Sezekis and Clutterbuck on Seidenberg. Um, early 2 nothing lead, real quick. Arizona comes back and all of a sudden it's 2 2. Um,
1: yeah, that was, it was a little shades of 2012, 2010, Islanders, maybe even.
0: exactly where, what went through my mind. Yeah, they,
1: they, they get that, they come out hot, they, they get a couple of goals on the board and then they hand two right back over. And it was, you're starting to get, yeah, almost as scary as where you're thinking this is, this is a same old team that we're all familiar with and they're going to end up losing this game, but, course, it wasn't surprise they actually do pull the win off, but not not ideal to see that and see something that we're also familiar with.
0: It's uh, and you hit the nail right on the head, Reagan. It it was really reminiscent of of a couple years ago Islanders. Uh, the I was actually at Barclays for the Arizona game, and the atmosphere in Barclays was exactly that. It was oh boy, here we go again. Uh, going back to the getting out to an early lead and not being able to hold it. it. It was the atmosphere in Barclays was, was electric after the Strom goal. I mean, after the Strom goal, you, the, you couldn't hear yourself think in Barclays. Uh, I was actually at the game with a Ranger fan. Um, I apologize to all the Islander fans. Uh, Why? Cause he is my best friend and I had an extra ticket, um, so I mm-hmm. asked him if he wanted to go. I figured he's we played hockey together our whole life. He's like, he's a really a hockey fan, but
1: yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just kidding with that. I absolutely have no problem with that, and especially if, if they're just going for the love of the game more than anything else. And you know, by all means, go enjoy the game.
0: I, I, but I could see it in his face how happy he was when uh Richardson and Verbata scored to tie the game. So I, it, it was that feeling of oh boy, here we go again. And then I'm not making this up. We're sitting there watching the third period, and I turned to him at, at, when we're killing the penalty, and I turned to him and I said, we need a shorthanded goal here, and we'll win the game. And literally 30 seconds later, the faceoff off win back to Boychuk, and he blew the shot, the, the puck past Domingue and gave the Islanders a 3-2 lead. And he just looked at me, and he was like, really? And I was like, I you told think you.
1: That, do you think that's going to be... So Alex Ovechkin, from the point, is that going to be or from like the faceoff dot? Is that going to be Boychuk's new signature move? Is that he? That's the only place he can score goals from is off faceoffs.
0: It's going to be Johnny Boychuk off the faceoff. The only problem with that is the Islanders have to win some freaking faceoffs for that to matter. That's a good point. I mean, important point. The Arizona game, Arizona won 65% of the faceoffs. Obviously, the Islanders won the important one that they scored the goal off of, but losing. 65% of faceoffs throughout a game is not a, a good way to play. You're never going to get off on on the right foot. If you're losing that many faceoffs, that that means that 65% of the time the team you're playing against is controlling the play right off the bat, and that's a major issue at the NHL level.
1: Yeah, that was by far the worst uh faceoff performance they had this season. I know they had they had I think a couple last season that were if not equally, if not worse, worse than that. But I mean, they did also have a 60% on their favor, but overall, yeah, that's not exactly what you want to be seeing there.
0: So hopefully the Islanders can work on that a little bit. I mean, let's look at the, wow, the Minnesota game, the Islanders actually had 52% of the faceoffs, offs uh, which is a little surprising. Now, like I said, I didn't get to see the first two periods, so I'm not sure how those two periods looked to the eye, but knowing that the Islanders won 52% of the faceoffs either means that they're working on something or Minnesota is just that awful.
1: Yeah, I mean, to that degree, though, if, I don't know if this means anything to anyone. If anyone knows my love slash hatred, which is more the latter of the two of, of hits in the game, they were a plus 14 hit differential in that game. So that kind of says something as well, which... I think that was the first time or it was the second time, I believe, that they won a game while having plus hit differential. So that drives me nuts. But at the end of the day, they got the win, so I can't complain. But overall, yeah, that's 52 percent from the from the dot, 14 percent or 14 uh, hit differential. So what a little mixed numbers there than what we've been seeing the rest of the season. But I mean, again, it's still so early. So something to keep an eye on.
0: You know, the one number that really jumps out at me for the Islanders in that Minnesota game is 23 blocked shots. That means they were willing to give up their body. They were getting down. They were blocking shots. They had 15 against uh, Arizona, 23 against Minnesota, nine giveaways against Minnesota, only seven against Arizona. So another, they have to be more careful with the puck. I think that's something that we've – spoken about on numerous occasions though is the islanders being more careful with the puck whether it be in their own zone or the offensive zone too many times I see them trying to force and I'm going to call him out a little bit here uh, I think he's been playing tremendously well so I hope nobody gets on my case too badly but especially on the power play Tavares just tries to force these ridiculous passes that are nearly impossible to get through and too many times it results in the puck getting sent down the ice
1: that's the, that's kind of their that's their power play in a nutshell. Though it's everyone kind of does that. They they just don't get set up. And we discussed this last week a bit. I forgot which game it was, but there was they set, controlled the zone for I, think, I believe it was the Capitals actually. They controlled the zone on five five v five play, just on the puck around the zone and resulted in a goal. Islanders can't do that with the man advantage. It's it's mind boggling, the fact that they have one goal now in six games on the power play. Dead last in the league, it they got to change something. I mean, literally can do anything than what they're doing, and it would be an improvement. So, I would give that. I would point that more towards every everyone on the power play right now, and then even to the coaching. But yeah, Tavares does it, but so does everyone else.
0: Yeah, there's just there's so many times that there's an opportunity to either bring the puck back down low, make a more uh, a higher percentage pass, but they try and force these passes to the middle or these cross-ice passes that just aren't there, and I don't get the the forcing behind them. Uh, one person who actually, he hasn't been on the power play, but one person who's been making tremendous passes is Anthony Beauvillier, uh, who continues to impress. He has, I think, four points in five games. It might be five points in five games. Let me. I, I gotta check that. I should have yeah, done well, that before.
1: Either way, uh, we don't have the number offhand right now, but he's right up there with, I know, Arthur Staple of Newsday had uh, he printed something regarding he's right up there with the with the Matthews and the lanes of the of the world So I mean he's certainly turning heads and, and surprising the fan base more than I think everyone thought so um, Yeah, it's that the playmaking abilities. He's shown though is just tremendous and it's certainly promising to have a guy like that on the roster
0: So you ready for some scary numbers? Hit me with them. I I don't usually like doing these numbers things in a podcast, but this is interesting. So Josh Bailey, six games, one goal, four assists, five points, plus two. John Tavares, six games, three goals, two assists, five points, minus one. Brock Nelson, six games, two goals, three assists, five points, even. Anthony Beauvillier, Five games, one goal, four assists, five points, plus four. So, I mean, it, it, it says right something.
1: And yeah, those are pretty much the most high level basic numbers. But numbers aside, the eye test has shown more than anything with this kid. He's just, he's a tremendously talented player. And I mean, he's 19 years old, 18, 19 years old. And again, having a guy like that and just knowing that if this is his game now, he's not, he's eight eight to 10 years away from what everyone considers their prime. So the fact that this is where he is now, it's incredible. And it's great to have a guy like this actually pan out where we've seen just bust after bust, but it seems like uh, over the past, you know, two decades.
0: And the way that Beauvillier has been playing, I'm actually okay with the fact that they haven't been inserting Barzil into the lineup. I mean, Beauvillier gives you the best chance to win, it seems right now, every night. And there's no reason to force a second 18 year old, 19 year old rookie into the lineup when you can, I in all for, for all intents and purposes, I see Barsel going back to juniors anyway, and Bovillier being the, the young kid to stay. And I think he's earned that spot. I think he's earned the opportunity to keep playing with the team. I think he's earned the opportunity to be an everyday player and not a, hey, we're gonna put you in the lineup. What I really hope is when Prince, returns from the IR that they don't insert him and take Bovillier out uh Alan Quine I thought had a much better game against Minnesota from what I listened to and saw than he had in the past couple of games I was very low on Alan Quine um I think he played tremendously tremendously better against Minnesota uh though I wouldn't mind Quine being he did play a lot
1: better uh just yeah I know you weren't able to see the whole game but he did he looked better but to your point, the whole the whole Prince-Bolivier thing, kind of what happens when that scenario pan, pans out. But um, back to your original point, too, of uh, Barzil, he's as good as gone in terms of going back to the juniors. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that's clear. Is Bolivier is here to stay. He's not going anywhere. But it's then going to be lineup time and what seems to be rolling the dice of who gets to start in the given night
0: before we get into our players of the week, just a quick news note. And that is that Steve Bernier has signed a deal with the New York Islanders. Uh, I believe it is just, it was a two-way deal because he got sent immediately to Bridgeport. I, get to, I guess to be a veteran kind of presence down there, be a teacher. Uh, and I guess if there is any injury issue. They have a veteran to call up and they're not relying on just Dow Cole or host saying if they do need to recall anybody from Bridgeport, but still Steve Bernier has agreed to a deal with the Islanders and will and is, has returned. Um, nice for him, thirty one years old, so good to see him still getting some hockey action and still he's I would say right now he's probably the number one call up for the Islanders if there is any kind of injury issue.
1: Knowing the Islanders he's the number one call up for sure, but <laughs> You know that that's what we're just kind of used to, but overall, I think he would be just, just again for the more the veteran presence more than anything. But I would, yeah, I would, I would put money on him being the number one uh, in the, uh, I guess, the on deck on deck circle when it comes to calling someone up.
0: All right, and right now let's get into our little Player of the Week segment, the Dump and Chase Podcast Player of the Week. So, Reagan, who is this week's player of the week for you? I hope it's not the same like it was last week. Last week, we both picked Josh Bailey. I think that was very justified. I think Bailey was definitely the best Islander last week. But for you, who's your player of the week this week for week two? I'd pick
1: Bailey every week if I could. But (laughs) aside from picking him every week, I'm taking big-time cop-out move this week. People say what you want about this move, but I'm giving it to the entire defensive core of the New York Islanders. They surprised me with where they i don't know where they came from uh in the especially in the the game against the wild just goal after goal but they've been playing solid defense and then they're stepping up on offense too so i mean overall they they just look strong and they look a little bit more solidified than they did those first few games so great to see but I'll, i'll give them the nod for uh players of the week
0: what a cop out Big cop <laughs>
1: out. Hey, I'm I'm the first to admit it. That's a big cop out. Who do you got for player of the week this this week?
0: Oh, fine, I guess I'll answer it. I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cop out. We're not gonna be the same this week. I'm not gonna take the defense. I'm going to take so Anthony Beauvillier.
1: Singular player. Okay. Yeah, I'm going
0: one player. What do you think? I was gonna go all the forwards.
1: It wouldn't have been a bad
0: idea. Maybe but, all three goalies. Oh, all I'll three goalies. Were, oh, two goalies and and the door opener. Oh, that's rude. I should probably take that out, but I'm going to uh, leave it because it's funny. Yeah, right. uh, no, but yeah, my player of the week is uh, Anthony Beauvillier. I think he's played tremendous. Uh, I still think, and I've said this in the last podcast, I still think his decision-making can improve a little bit, uh, but his talent, his his speed, and his ability with the puck has have been tremendous. Uh, obviously, five points in five games for a 19-year-old rookie is incredible at the NHL level. Uh, so I'm definitely going with Anthony Beauvillier. I think he's improved his all-around game in just five games in the NHL. He's more than just an offensive threat. Now he's back-checking hard. His speed puts pressure on defenses and the forwards when they're coming back up the ice, so I, I definitely have to give the nod to Anthony Beauvillier.
1: Yeah, even to small add-on to that, but you made a, you brought a good point up where he's definitely he's a, he's a good, strong two-way player, which I know a lot of people have noticed that, and, It's again, like a Franz Nielsen, that was, he was an unbelievable two-way player. And that was something we were all worried that would be missing from this team. But Bolivier stepped right in and he's kind of filled that void a bit, even while he's only playing under 10 minutes a game. But he's certainly making an impact and and really being a focal point uh, when he's on the ice. So the two-way player in uh, Bolivier is definitely a strong addition to the team that that we thought we were going to be missing, but little did we know. Bo, Bo to the rescue.
0: And, and if uh, if Bo keeps playing as well as he is and keeps has confidence in his own game and, and has the coaches develop confidence in him, I think you'll see those 10 minutes a game increase tremendously over the course of the season. I think once the coaches realize that he is consistent and is the real deal and they have the confidence in him that he has in himself, I think you'll see him start to get increased minutes. Uh, the minutes have been interesting to watch. Um, and with that, let let's head over to Reddit where... Um, Reagan threw up a post on Reddit today to try and see if anyone had any questions for us. We're going to do this every week. We'll put quite we'll put it up on Reddit and we'll put it out on Twitter. If you guys have any questions you guys want to ask us for the podcast, comments you have, put them there and we'll we'll get to them and we'll react to them here on the Dump and Chase podcast. And the reason I bring that up is because a question from DL2316 on Reddit says, serious question, should we still be calling the Sezikis line the fourth line anymore? Have they become a middle line shutdown unit, or will they see playing time decrease and return to being played less as the younger players get acclimated to the NHL? And right now, I think Sezikis' line is technically the third line. Um, I would say the fourth line is, in fact, Strom, Quine, and Beauvilliers. Uh, I think there is a possibility that when their playing time increases, or even when Prince returns. I think part of the reason that Beauvillier, Quine, and Strom are seeing less ice time is partially because of Quine, more so than anyone else. Uh, So maybe when Prince returns, you'll see that line start to rack up some more minutes on the ice. Uh, I definitely think the Sezikis line is the third line right now, though I think that's safe to say.
1: Yeah, I almost look at it as there's the first line, the second line, and then it's almost like a three A and a three B, where those are those have kind of been flip flopping, and and again to your point, I, I would actually agree that Zeke's line probably is more so the third line, but we've seen how how Capuano coaches, and he kind of likes to to split time evenly, especially more so giving the fourth line more minutes. At least he did in the past with the e equals MC squared line. So I don't know if that's going to continue or not now that it's broken up, but it's. I see it being, yeah, I I think they're going to have the same type of fourth line minutes that they used to have, so more than than the majority of teams. But, yeah, I think right now the Sezekius line is technically probably the third line, although they're, I guess you'd say, slotted in that fourth line, I guess, if you were to look at it on paper. But, yeah, I agree with that sentiment and really just the way – they're almost A, B, C, or, like I said, they're the A – or first, second, and then third A – third
0: B line I'm a big fan of the new quote-unquote fourth line also I'm a big fan of Sezikis Clutterbuck and like oh Sezikis Clutterbuck and Kuhlman man brain fart I'm a big fan of that line I said it last week on the podcast as well I I think that Kuliman oh. adds so much to that line that Martin just couldn't. And I loved Matt Martin. I know he was a fan favorite. I'm not nothing against Matt Martin. I just think Kuliman adds so much to that line that Martin was unable to add that I love the new look of that E equals MC squared line. I guess now it's the NKCCCCC line. <laughs> That's We need to come up well, with something better for them.
1: Well, you will come up with something in like the 79th game. But the thing you yeah, know with, with that line is we've said this and touched on it a bit last week is you're getting just better overall players more guys that can actually produce and that's why we're seeing that less of that that whole chip and chase play where they can actually drive the puck into the zone and and create some offensive zone time so seeing that is definitely i'll i'll take that 10 times out of 10 over you know a guy that's just going around the ice hitting everyone on it that in his path so yeah, give me that all day. I absolutely agree with you.
0: <laughs> now, DL2316 also had a second question that he labeled the fun question, and this one I actually am really excited to answer. You have to pick three current members of the Isles and take a road trip in Honky, the SUV. Yes Who do you pick, <laughs> and where do you go? I'm going to let you go first on this one.
1: Okay, and I, I had a little bit of time to think about this, but I don't even know if I've solidified this answer, but off the bat, got to go with Calvin DeHaan. I think he's. He'll go to Chipotle with me. We'll probably get double <laughs> meat together, which is just fantastic bonding time. Good experience. Maybe get a little half of each bowl, or burritos, whatever he's into. I'm cool with that. Then we're going Johnny Boychuk, another guy who who looks like he's one more lighthearted on the team. Which I feel like this team doesn't have a whole lot of playful guys. But I guess I can't take Josh. I was saying because he would have been my
0: third. You got to make sure he gets up in time.
1: Oh, I mean, let's be real, number three's gotta be Josh Bailey, just so we can really connect on a on a closer level. So I don't want to leave him out. But where would we go? Nowhere we'd probably go, and I, I mentioned it already, but we'd go to the Chipotle on Hempstead Turnpike across from the Coliseum. Absolutely. Nice. I just came up with that on the spot. I just want that to be clear and known because I it was gonna be the the mid renovation coliseum. Do you have your three Islanders and location you'd like to go?
0: The the uh the mid coliseum the mid construction coliseum would have been an interesting pick there. Still can why not both? Why not both? I I hey they, he didn't say you had to limit it to one place. That's a great point.
1: They're close. Just park in one spot and go to both places. Walk
0: to both. Uh, this one I didn't have the time you did to think about this one, so I'm gonna go right off the top on this, and I'm gonna have to say I agree with Calvin DeHaan. I feel like he okay, is—he's yeah. uh, one of the fun ones that that you could hang out with, and I'm a big fan of Chipotle.
1: Just adopted one of those dogs from the, the calendar shoot too, so great guy as well.
0: Did he really? He did. Where that? Which, by the way, if you guys didn't see that, go check out one of the Islander. What? Check out literally any female Islander fans Twitter, and the pictures will all be there. And I will say they are adorable. Oh, they're fantastic. Like John Tavares showed that he is actually human and he's not a robot playing hockey. He had like he a was, smile. He
1: was smiling. It was a nice touch. Made me feel good
0: inside. It, it scared me a little bit. I was like, ooh, ooh, who's that? Is that is that Tavares?
1: Yeah, the the robot broke form, broke character.
0: <laughs> but I do have to say I, I will go with uh, Calvin Dahan. My second choice, and this is because I feel that I am also slightly crazy, is Cal Clutterbuck.
1: Oh, that's a great call.
0: I feel like Cal Clutterbuck is a riot if you go out with him. Now, I I will 120% be prepared to fight because I feel like Cal's the guy at the bar that may or may not bring hockey off the ice. This is how
1: rumors start. You know that you're starting rumors right now? I apologize. Just just know that.
0: I am in no way, shape, or form saying that Cal Clutterbuck fights off the ice. I am saying he seems like that kind of guy. And I would That's a good good disclaimer. And I would absolutely love to hang out with him because of that. I feel like he would he is probably the I feel like off the ice Cal Clutterbuck is probably the most fun islander. Besides this person, who is my third person, and that's Ryan Strome.
1: Wow, I wasn't expecting that.
0: I feel like Ryan Strom is just a party animal. Something I see, I don't get that from him. Oh, something about Strom just screams that he he loves to have a good time.
1: I, I'm, I don't. I'm speechless. Oh, so I really wasn't expecting that. <laughs>
0: wow. And okay. As for where we would go, we're going to Toronto, baby.
1: Well you, So you really want the full drum experience?
0: Oh yeah, I want to go right up to Toronto. I want to go with three Canadians to to Toronto and just be shown a good time.
1: I mean, I'm not going to hate that. That's way better than my answer. Now that I think about it, <laughs> mine is about a thirty minute day with them. So.
0: Oh, I'm going for like a weekend. I'm going for like a weekend uh excursion. We'll probably have to do it in the summer, obviously, so I don't take them away from the team. But man, that would be you know how much fun that would be?
1: Yeah, it'd probably be a lot of fun, and I'm just I'm really just really disappointed in my, my answer here. And I even had time to do it, so I apologize to everyone out there for that god awful answer.
0: Also, I'm looking at just this Reddit it. page. And for those of you who don't know, on the Islanders Reddit, you can pick your logo next to your name. You could pick either an Islanders jersey or this guy, Sal Akondor, has the SUV. <laughs> I just want to say that my, my friendship with Reagan has just become even stronger because his is a Josh Bailey jersey.
1: Oh, is it? I didn't even know it was.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you picked that.
1: No, I I probably did. I just didn't realize I did that.
0: Yep, yours is a Josh Bailey jersey, and that's fantastic.
1: Oh, that's awesome! I'm really happy I did that. Whenever, how long ago I did that? But
0: okay. <laughs> and uh, but now let's go to Salicondor. Sal, Sal uh, on Reddit. The guy with the SUV logo says, "Serious question: Do you guys think anything will happen with the three goalie tandem soon?" Uh sure. And. I feel, we talked a little bit before we started recording about this, and, and with the Boston situation, the potential Los Angeles situation, I think you're going to see something happen sooner than later.
1: See, I'm kind of on the opposite end there. I don't, there's those two situations you mentioned, there's the LA situation and the and the Boston situation, which got especially interesting tonight when uh, Malcolm Subban went up four goals and was chased out of the net tonight, so that was interesting, but I just realistically don't see them doing anything. I don't see them making moves, but while I'd like them to, you got to imagine Halak or Grice are going to be the two guys that would be, have some trade value. Berube would get maybe a late round draft pick, maybe a, a low ranked prospect. He's not going to get a whole lot. And he's a guy that they know that if he gets waves, they could, they'd be able to claim him. So realistically, I actually don't see anything happening because if they, if they wanted to do something, they would have waived them before the season started. So I think my gut says nothing happens, but I would love for something to happen. I just think it's a ridiculous situation right now.
0: I think I don't like the three-goalie situation. I think it's funny how if Halak doesn't play, he doesn't even dress. Both, <laughs> t- both times Grice has started, Barube has been the backup, and that's just something that I find weird. I know Halak was openly against the three goalie situation last season. So I can only imagine what he's like this season, that he's healthy and wants to play and is playing well. I mean, it's not like Halak is not playing well. So I do think it's it's could potentially be an issue for the Islanders. Um, there are some teams in need of a goalie. So if they were going to make a move, I feel like now is the ideal time to do it. When teams are desperate, you may be able to squeeze something more out of them than you would have on a regular basis. But... Something has to be done. I don't know if they want to risk waving Barube because you, you're not going to keep him, especially now oh, he's gone yeah he'll
1: he'll be he'll be claimed,
0: so something has to be done. They either need to make a trade, try it, and it doesn't matter. it's not just Barube, It doesn't matter who they would waive at this point. whoever it is even it, it, they would be claimed. so in my opinion, something has to be done. what that something is, I just thank God at night, I'm not Garth Snow.
1: I I, I mean, and just one last point on this. I really just think that he is their insurance policy. They're just waiting for one of them to get hurt, and then he gets slotted in because that's the only explanation I could see. But it's just – it's like an insurance – having a flood insurance policy when you live in, like, I don't know, the Arctic. Does that make sense? But (laughs) probably not. Either way, you know, somewhere where you don't need it because that's what's happening. Wow, that was – ridiculous analogy it didn't even make <laughs> sense but i'm rolling with it so whatever you guys can live with that one
0: i love it I, i'm fine with it
1: usually good at those too, so i'm a little disappointed again i the last last few minutes have just been a real slippery slope for me
0: now for the fun question from salic how much of a god is josh bailey the god the god just the, the god
1: he's the god of the Islanders.
0: I love it. Absolutely love it. Josh Bailey has been, in my opinion, one of the top three forwards, probably higher than that. I think he's been absolutely fantastic.
1: And I I said this last week, but I'll probably say every week until it happens that I will buy a Josh Bailey jersey. I'll probably buy just a home blue, maybe even alternate if we want to get wild, but I will buy a number 12 Josh Bailey jersey. I think
0: jersey. you should go alternate black.
1: I'm thinking... I. I like it. I may. I won't do a full blown uh, Prince jersey with the Prince symbol on it, but I might do the number 12 Josh Bailey jersey.
0: Now let's combine these next two questions into one. So, Not Your City on Reddit asks If Bovillier keeps up his play, is there still a chance he gets sent back down? Ba- Bagaloid says, Why are they wasting Barzel's time? Either play him or send him back. And Lost in the Mist 81 says, Is the only. Is, is the one game really all Barzil is going to get? If so, what does that say about this organization's talent building chops? Uh, Bovillier we spoke about earlier in the podcast, so I don't think we have to go too in-depth into him. I think Bovillier is here to stay. Uh, he's playing fantastic. I think he's earned the trust and the confidence of the Islanders coaching staff so far, and I think he will be here. Now, obviously, we don't I'm not Jack Capuano, Garth Snow, Doug Weight, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, so I don't know for sure, but I would say he's probably here to stay. Um, I agree they are possibly wasting Barzell's time right now. Might as well just send him back to juniors. I'm fine if that one game is all he gets. I think he was good in the game, but he wasn't anything that stood out. He did take two very bad penalties, Um Obviously, two penalties in one game in your first game with rookie jitters isn't something that gets sent down over necessarily, but he also didn't necessarily overwhelm anybody with his play or his ability. So he I was, think... He was eh. Exactly. He didn't impress me. He didn't disappoint me, but he didn't impress me. I'm fine if they send Barzel back to juniors. I really have no issue with that.
1: Yeah, with that, though, I mean the wasting his time. I don't think, I think that's an overstatement just because any time he has up with, with the big league is it's going to be valuable time. He's going to learn a lot. He's, a, he's around some of the best athletes in the world. So I don't think it's wasted time. He's certainly going to learn a lot and develop both mentally and probably physically. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, uh, he needs to get sent back, but overall, I mean, he's missing a handful of games. I don't think it's a huge deal right now because he'll be gone within uh, the next week or so. So, Um, yeah, not, not necessarily wasting his time. Um, but yeah. And then just, I think the short answer that both of us for the whole Bolivier thing is I think we would both be shocked if he did get sent back. But again, this is the Islanders we've seen it before. So if he did go back, I guess we actually wouldn't be that shocked. So, (laughs)
0: um,
1: but, but I, I, don't think he gets sent back down.
0: And now real quick, uh, we're coming up on, I think 35 minutes, so. We don't want to keep you guys too much longer. But real quick, let's look ahead. Islanders with four games before our next podcast. They are home to Montreal tomorrow. Well, tonight, when you're listening to this. Then the 27th, they are in Pittsburgh. Uh, the 30th, which is Sunday, they are home for Toronto. And then the 1st, they are home for Tampa Bay. They've
1: had a pretty aggressive first 10 game games in terms of opponents i mean every game is is of course winnable in a league like this with as much parity as the nhl but yeah they've had some some top-notch talent come through uh the barclays and and where they've been on the road so far this year so again it'll, it'll be a challenging next few games but you now, if, if you want to make the playoffs and, and take that next step you got to win these games
0: so four games, you'd like to see them go at least three of the four. Um, Pittsburgh will be interesting. Crosby scoring his first goal tonight. Um, Montreal is playing well. Toronto, the least of the four teams, but still a worthy opponent. Austin Matthews playing phenomenally well as a rookie for them. Tampa will score obviously. three in that game. Oh, absolutely. And-, and I'm
1: also so glad that Crosby scored his first and got it out of the way because that, that, again, would have also happened
0: hopefully that, the hopefully he starts his slump on the 27th against the Islanders
1: just anything just give, just give me some wins
0: but uh Tampa was my favorite to win the Stanley Cup from the beginning so that's a tough matchup that's the one I'm most looking towards is November 1st at home against Tampa that's the second uh, that's the, that's two games in 3 nights the 30th they're home for Toronto the 1st they're home for Tampa so that's the game I'm most looking at uh here coming up um any closing thoughts?
1: I just can't wait till they get back to their Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday schedule. But other than that, I mean, they've certainly picked up their play. It's great to see uh, those last two games. And we mentioned it too, even before the uh, last week, before the uh, coyotes game was that they just needed one of those big, like six, nothing wins. And it looks like they, they kind of got that. So hopefully that, uh, that kind of woke them up a bit, but, yeah, tough schedule up ahead. So let's see really what this team's made of.
0: And I am most interested in seeing Beauvilliers play. Whether he can keep it up or not, I think Josh Bailey has been fantastic. Tavares with two goals against Minnesota. One of them empty net, but still Andrew Ladd passing up a chance at his first goal of the season to get it over to Tavares for his second of the game. Uh, I'm just I want to see the chemistry of the team just continue to build and uh, hopefully take three out of the four. But uh, this was the Dump and Chase podcast it was our second episode for the 2016-17 season. I am Shane Blackburn at s Blackburn 26 on Twitter. He's Reagan King at Reagan King Isles on Twitter. Make sure you guys follow us files follow Islanders Insight on Twitter and I, it's Isles Insight on Twitter at Isles Insight and Islandersinsight.com. make sure you check them out for all the latest Islanders news notes and anything else you may want to read about the team until next week. Let's go Islanders!